0: Thank you Welcome to The Home Hour, I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules,
1: budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For
0: everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. On today's episode, we talk with Sherry Schneider, author of the New York Times number one best-selling phenomenon, The Rules, and the follow-up book, The Rules
1: for Marriage. We're having hard conversations about how to treat a husband, how to be the best wife you can be, the deal breakers in marriage, and how to handle divorce. Plus,
0: Tinder versus Bumble, Graham's surprising comfort level with helping her husband bury a body, and dating advice for Lady Gaga. All that and more on this week's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome, everyone, to The Home Hour. Today on The Home Hour, we're talking about the rules for marriage. We're talking dum, about... Dum-dum-dum. <laughs> Is that a sinister? Dum-dum-dum? Are, th- are there rules for marriage? I think so. Well, we learned today there might be. We talk about... We're going to be talking about... Well, we're... we're... <laughs> it's going to be a good one. We're going to be talking about the rules for getting married, for staying married, for having a happy marriage, and what happens when a marriage doesn't work out and you um, end up going through a divorce. And we talk about dating after a divorce and dating with children and sort of all the rules for these crazy relationships we have with the men in our lives. Um, But before we get into all of this, we have a great partner on the Home Hour today that we're excited to introduce you guys to. We have Modsy. Graham, why don't you tell them,
1: what is this Modsy you haven't stopped? talking about. I do. I love it. We got to try Modsy. I'm not going to lie. I had never heard of Modsy and they gave us kind of a free trial. It's an interior design an online interior design company that uses 3D visualization to help you redesign and redecorate different rooms in your house. And so all you do is you go to Modzy.com and you upload, let's say you take a room. I took my husband's office, for example, and it's basically, we have no decoration. We have nothing up on the walls. We have an old hand-me-down rug. We have an old hand down down desk and all you do is you kind of take quick eight pictures of the room you stand in all four corners and you stand kind of in the middle of the walls and then you just upload it It not tell you how easy to use the site is and you upload your pictures and then a couple of days later the modzi team they work all night i don't even know how they do this magic and they send you back a picture of your room multiple pictures actually Redesigned with different interiors and different options and it's fantastic and what I would encourage everyone to do is go check out our site thehomehour.com because it's something you have to see to believe we're going to post pictures of the before and so please don't judge the before and the after that modsy did for our my home office my husband's home office and you can see it for yourself and kind of see the work that they're doing and you have the option once you see the redesign to purchase different pieces of furniture that they have suggested so we have a 20 percent off code for listeners if you choose to try modzi and you basically just put in the home hour and home hour but it's really neat i would definitely say it's something you have to see to believe go to our site thehomehour.com and we will post pictures of the before and after of my room and i was skeptical i have to say because I'm very personal with my design and they nailed this room. I mean, truly they came up and the coolest thing is, is it's actually my room. I mean, it, it is the office. The windows are there, the, you know, everything's there. So thank right. you it was, for sponsoring us. I want to talk about my master bedroom because the, the biggest takeaway for me, I did my master
0: bedroom and um, it's a disaster. It's like the one room I just did zero things in and um, it's a kooky room architecturally, like it's just a really challenging room. It's got some weird cutouts and really When the way the windows are placed, you know, how you just have those rooms where you're like, I don't know where to put the furniture. And I my favorite part of it was just seeing my room and seeing the furniture in different places. And, oh, that is where they would put the bed and the places where they would put the desk and just kind of to see without having to actually my desk is like eight thousand pounds. Like we if we moved it, we will we would rather just move to a new house than move our desk. So it was great to like see this done in three D, very visual. Like Graham said, the pictures are gonna be on the show notes and um, we'll also post maybe a couple renderings on Instagram because it is it is kooky how much it just looks like your room. It's your room, it's crazy. So again, twenty percent off when you use the code the home hour. Thank Mo- thanks Modzy. And you can also follow them at Modsy Design, M O D S Y Design on Instagram and Facebook and um, see more at Modsy.com. So thank Thank you again, Madzi. Now, let's get to our guest. guest. Okay. Our guest today is Sherry Schneider, and she is one of the authors of the rules book. And I don't know if you guys remember, um, it was back in like high school and college. For us, I guess not everyone went to high school and college the exact same year as we did. <laughs> but you all should have because it was a great time to be in college. Good time. Um, yeah. But uh, anyhow, we talked about um, the rules book a lot. And it was basically like playing hard to get. That was, you know, that in a nutshell. And it was crazy controversial. And now they're back with a book, The Rules for Marriage. And shocker, it's crazy controversial.
1: It is. But we like to bring... Not controversy, but we like to bring different ideas to the show and we hope you enjoy it. And so Kirsten and I were kind of hashing out, you know, what we thought about the interview. Sherry is delightful as a guest, but we encourage you, anyone who's listening, you know, kind of, I like the phrase, you know, eat meat, spit the bones, take what you like and what you don't like perspective and view on things. So we were excited to have Sherry and to hear what she had to say. And I don't know, Kirsten, what were your thoughts?
0: Right. I think it's, you know, I just think it's always good to hear different perspectives on things. And exactly like we didn't agree with everything she said. Some of her some of the things she said I thought were were spot on. So, um, again, it's just hearing different perspectives, perspectives we maybe haven't even thought of. Um, you know, and then I also think it's a little bit like. You know, working out with the trainer, like my trainer is not going to tell me like ah, eh, take Saturday and Sunday off and, you know, have have a couple beers and cheeseburgers. But um, if I do like Wait, know, 50 percent of what of what they said. I'm still better off. Um, yeah. So so certainly I know I know that some people will um We'll disagree with some of it. I think some people are going to love what she said. So, you know, it's just always fun to hear different perspectives. But at the end of the day, I think, yeah, it's also like about not taking it at a macro level, I would say, like, if you're thinking about it in terms of like the overall elements of feminism and male female relationships, like, you know, that's going to be a different perspective than taking it to this is a person that i chose to marry because i love them and they're my best friend and i just want to make our life really happy and i do want to be nice to my husband so um, i think it's more about thinking about that individual person that you chose to marry and how to make them happy versus an element of like i don't as a woman i'm not called to make men happy but as a wife I really like that one particular guy that I like, and I do. I like that guy, but then again, you know, it's it's all just different opinions. And uh, I hope I hope you find some wisdom in it. And you know, if you don't, that'll there'll be another guest next time. But I think she was she had That's a lot of cool too. things to say. So
1: yeah. And if you have questions, please do shoot us an email about it. I mean, because this is definitely. This is a different type of interview and we're excited to bring it to you. I mean, obviously they have sold millions of copies of this book and people find it debatable and a topic of interest and maybe it'll rekindle something in your marriage and maybe it'll make you think in a different way or maybe you'll just say, you'll throw up your hands and say, oh, the home hour. I don't know what to do with you girls. Um, But if that's the case, shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We're hello at the home hour and we promise to get back to you and just think through whatever you have to tell us. So without further ado, let's talk to Sherry. Today on the Home Hour, we have Sherry Schneider, one of the two rules girls here with us. And I hope that everyone here remembers the rules, but for Kirsten and I, it was kind of a Hallmark Sentinel book that we just devoured and loved and the book that they wrote was The Rules for Dating, and it was a runaway success, and we really, it changed our lives. This was, Kirsten and I read this book back in college. Um, in the High school. Late 90s. Yeah, high school and college, that's true, but it's been around, it's been out for a while, but it was just a fantastic book about the rules for dating and kind of catching and snagging a man which is kind of a neat concept because it is there's a hunt to it and you um sherry along with ellen were really the women who came out and made it a conversation and you put a lot out there um and i mean kirsten and i obviously really it resonated us we we thought it was true and right but it was controversial um so in case anyone isn't familiar, Sherry, would you mind just kind of going back a little bit and explaining what it was like to basically write this book and then over, you basically had an overnight runaway sensation. Um, you were on TV, the book sold, you know, millions of copies, but people were divided. So what, what was Lave like? Like, tell us, we, I, I've been dying to ask you this question, I think for maybe 20 years now.
2: <laughs> oh. Thank you. Well, basically in the early 90s, I was dating Ellen was married and we noticed that girls were getting very aggressive with work, which is as it should it should be, you know, we're feminists and we were running after our MBAs and we were being in marathons, we were buying condos and co-ops and that was all good, but then um, women started to do that with men. They thought, well, I can buy a co-op, I can, you know, get an MBA, I can ask men out and they started to approach men, ask men out for dinner. I'll go away with them, sleep with them right away. They were getting very aggressive with dating, and we noticed that it didn't work. That those girls got dumped, and we noticed that girls that who, who were either um, naturally um, the pursued or you know did it deliberately, that played hard to get deliberately, that they seemed to get the guys. And we put two and two together and said, you know, men really do like a challenge. And even though we're equal with work, we're not equal biologically. So we started to write these things down, you know, one, don't call a man, you know, two, don't ask him out, three, don't, you know, sleep with him right away. You know, we put these rules down. It became like a Bible for dating because women, none of their parents were telling them what to do. The parents felt like they didn't even have the answers because they saw their daughters, like, get MBAs, what they were going to tell them what to do. So nobody was telling women what to do. So we wrote it down and it hit a chord. A lot of women said, you know, I have to say, when I wasn't interested in a guy, he was all over me. And when I was, you know, aggressive with a guy, he disappeared. So it was the truth. And there's a lot of snake oil stuff out there. You know, call guys like Bumble has a dating site that says, you know, make the first move, life is too short, make the first move. It's all snake oil, fake news, you know, fake stuff. It doesn't work. It's telling women what they want to hear, but it doesn't work.
0: Okay, let me ask a question, because just even there in that introduction, you know, there is this part of everyone, even though you were saying it was amazing watching these women succeed in their careers and, you know, do all these independent things and really, you know, live the life they want to live and go after what they want to go after. You know, when you said men and women aren't equal biologically, like even that, even though I, I totally agree with this concept of the book, you know. You know there's still that little part of me that it gets all cringy like oh no you can't say that <laughs> so so obviously um the book was controversial like there were a lot of people did not agree with you guys so how did how did that uh you know how did you handle that
2: well we were on tv shows and feminists you know i think the the national feminist organization i can't remember the name of it but she she stood up on stage and i think it was sally just a and said I don't believe in this, and women can do anything they want. And we, and we said, yeah, we'd love to believe that, too. We'd love to think that we can walk up to a guy, ask him out, take him out, pay, propose. It just doesn't work. You know, you can do anything you want, but it's not going to work. Guys are not like women. You can't ask them out. You can't date a man like you get a job. It's just a different dynamic. Men were born to, you know, like men love bungee jumping. They love risk. They love a challenge. Girls like security. I mean even though we're very successful, hard-driving career women, when it came to romance, we wanted the guy to chase us because otherwise how would you know if he liked you if you're doing the pursuing?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it, it, So I we mean, agree with I'm them. Just... We
2: agree with feminists that they should get equal pay for equal work, but we don't agree that we're biologically the same. We're not biologically the same. You can't date the same way you can run a marathon or something. It's just Guys want the girl they want. They have a type. They have a
0: look. Totally, and you're not going to talk them into it. Okay, well, so no. fast forward, Graham and okay. I are both married, <laughs> okay. um, so. and uh, we thanks both are, rules box. Yeah, yeah, yeah mostly because your rules box. I'm not. Yes. Let me just tell you, Sherry. The funniest thing is when I was dating my husband, the rules had kind of just come out, and. Um, all his sisters were reading the rules, and I was yes. reading the rules, and they're like, "Don't call him," and I'm like, "I know." And of course, now we're married, and they're my sister in laws, and it's like, it's just really That's funny cool. that we were all reading the same book. Well,
1: <laughs> but yeah. Let's be honest, like Sherry, your book like was kind of the inspiration for that. He's just not into you concept. I mean, it's well. really the same concept, right? Like, stop yeah. chasing the man. That's what it yeah. was.
2: Was we had a whole chapter know. in rules too, because so many women wrote to us saying, "Well, how do I do this with long distance?" And how do I do this if I'm gay and so we wrote a second book, The Rules Two, and in it we had a chapter say, saying, you know, all these excuses women make for calling. Well, maybe he's busy at work. Maybe he lost my number. Maybe you know, it's like we just said there's no reason a guy the only reason a guy won't call you is he's not interested. Like stop making excuses for him. <laughs> stop lying.
1: it's <laughs> a bitter pill. I'm not gonna lie, it's but it's like pill. a yeah. true it's a bitter. But in the but end, we waste
2: less pill. time because women yeah. that are told by well-meaning friends and family, oh give him a call, he must be busy with work, you know, his cat's sick. Those women are in 5 relationships, and they find out years later what... It's like, it's better to take the Band-Aid off quickly, and we just tell them, you know, he doesn't like you, he hates you, just forget it, move on.
1: <laughs> find someone who does, Great. <laughs> right, someone who will Exactly, and you, and
0: exactly. you. And you watch you. these girls who are wonderful girls, and they're with a guy who doesn't appreciate them, like, that's not... That's not empowering to be with somebody who doesn't get how awesome you are. Like, you don't want exactly. to be with that person. Right. Okay. So okay. fast forward to marriage. Graham, why don't you, why right. why don't you catch everybody up to speed?
1: Okay, so runaway success, the rules. Basically, the rules was a good way. Now, I'm sorry, can I just do a little segue because we're really good at segueing here? I just I want to give like a locality segue, which I always think is kind of important on our show because I, um, Sherry, I'm not sure if you know this, but I'm a Long Island girl who grew up in pretty much an all-Jewish town, um, but who lives in Birmingham, Alabama right now um, and is married to my husband, who's from Alabama And I think to an extent, um, you know, maybe people listening who have been listening to our show for a while are thinking like these two girls, you know, they're always talking about the South. They love like kind of these old fashioned traditional roots. And, you know, here they are just like snake oil peddling more, you know, don't make him chase you. Very old fashioned. But the truth is, is like when I read the rules a long time ago. It actually kind of seemed like my, you know, Yenta, Long Island, New York grandma. Like it was the closest advice that my grandma gave me, Um, which, you know, you're right, like your mom doesn't give you and blah, blah, blah. But what we're getting at and why we're so excited to have you on the show today was you also have written a book about the rules for marriage. And what's cool about this book and what's interesting is that you completely turn the tables on to an extent the rules for dating like their app it's like doing a hard stop and then a total 180 and we thought you know a lot of our listeners are married and have children and are kind of in that stale not stale but just monotonous time of life and you offer some really good tips and advice for shaking it up so we we kind of wanted to talk to you about that so can you kind of give us an overview of what rules are the same for when you're married but some of the biggest changes
2: Sure. Well, again, the, the rules for marriage was born of necessity. We got so many letters and emails from women saying, "I did the rules. I got him. I'm, you know, in love, and I just want my marriage to work." And we said, "Okay, this is the way it goes. Like you got him by playing hard to get, but you're going to keep him by being easy to be with." So it is the opposite in the sense that you're easygoing. You're not fighting. You're not, you know, too many women. They get married and they try to change their husband where they try to get their way. For example, a client got married, but she wanted to have a much bigger house than her husband could afford, and she used her parents' money, because they're wealthy, to do it. And basically, she just like propped him up. And she kept spending and spending, and he told her to stop, and it just got to the point where he, he just left her. I mean, this is not, you know, this is pretty typical. I mean, the divorce rate is 50%. Something is wrong with the institution of marriage, and what we think is wrong is that women are not being supportive of their husbands. They're being domineering, difficult. Um, you know, they watch the housewife shows, and they want to be housewives. They they walk around, you know, with Botox and hair and makeup all the time, and, like, they really just want to live this fabulous life, and they don't care if their husband can afford it or not. I mean, that's one example. But they're just difficult. They want what they want, and they're not... Um, I want to say subservient, but they're not like a helpmate. Like, you know, biblically, women were created to be their husband's helpmate. We're supposed to be supportive. We're supposed to cheer them on. Um, we're supposed to be team players. Like even with kids, you know, you could put your kids in front of your husband, which is also not good.
0: Yeah, We've it's had, funny. As you're talking, like once again, a lot of the stuff you're saying is a little bit countercultural. And it doesn't feel like it's in in yeah. line with this like kind of feminist, like you deserve everything ideal. Um, but the reality is it's also, like, if you say, like, be easy to be with, be easy to going, or be easy going, and I'm thinking about some random, you know, stereotypical husband, it's like, uh no. Like, I want to stand up for me. But then it's like, wait a minute. No, think about my husband. Like, I actually chose this guy. Like, this isn't just like I was assigned to sit next to someone and I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be super supportive. Like, I think you also have to not... Think about this in a general term, but think about it in terms of like, no, no, no. The person you chose that you love more than anyone else. Do you want to be an easygoing person with them? You know what I mean? Like it's not like this is a random. This is someone you really love and chose to spend your life with. Like, why wouldn't you want to be supportive of that person?
2: Change him. They all want to change him. They're like, well, you know, he makes money, but I wanted him to make more money. Or, you know, maybe he likes leisure time. Maybe he doesn't want to be a workaholic. You know, some women feel they should have, like, the big house and this and that, and they want their husbands to work more. And maybe their husbands don't want to do that. Maybe their husbands want to spend time with the kids. What a concept to come home at 6 and be with your kids. You know, it's a lot of it as a society. We're in a society that worships materialism, that worships big homes and, you know, cars and just all this stuff. And women can easily like put that before their husbands and put that before their marriage to their own detriment because they, they do end up getting divorced because men won't put up with it for very long.
0: Okay. Let's talk specifics. We read through the book and there are some, some rules we just love to like touch on because they were super interesting. Okay. So some of our favorites were rule number four. Keep up your own interests and that's and have a life. And rule number, kind of the flip side of that is rule 23, do things you don't always want to do.
2: Can you elaborate on those? Yes. Well, your own interests, it's like you don't want to be like always clingy. I mean, we, we don't believe in being clingy when you're dating. And we certainly don't want you to be clingy when you're married. Like you need to have, I mean, hopefully you have a job. If you don't have a job, you should have interests, whether it's tennis or I mean, if, if your husband can afford to support you and you don't have to work. That doesn't mean you just sit around the house, like, you know, eating and watching TV. You should have, like, you know, maybe do volunteer work or get involved with your kid's school, like something. But, I mean, most women work today, so it's not really an issue of that. But, like, don't bother him if he's busy at work. Like, don't complain about this or that at home. Um, And in terms of doing things you don't want to do, I mean, my husband wants to go to football games. He wants to go to concerts. And he wants to go with me. I mean, he married me so that I would go with it to him with him to these things. Do I love every football game? Do I love, you know, going hiking or cotton? Not necessarily. It's not something I would do if I were single, but I do it because it makes him happy. And he, you know, when women do the right thing, you know, in their marriage, the men reciprocate. Like, my husband will sometimes watch, you know, The Housewives with me, (laughs) (laughs) or or a chick flick. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like we're just giving and giving and giving, and we don't get. We're not doormats. But I find that when you do the right thing, you will, you know, they will reciprocate. They will be really appreciative. Right, and do things like one interesting thing is that women, many of our clients, we have clients, we do consultations with both single, married women will call up and say, "I don't like his mother. I don't want to spend time with his mother. He wants his mother over." like, are you kidding? Like, you married? He's the boss, and his mother is your the his mother is the boss's mother. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to treat her like the Queen of England. You cannot diss his mother. You cannot not go to pe- Thanksgiving or Christmas with his mother. It's like they think they could just do whatever they feel like. It's not like that. It, there's, a prior, there's a protocol. It's like a job. Wow. I think You live in a very are- feeling society, like what do I feel like doing? Do I feel like this? I feel-? No, it's not about feelings. It's a decision. You married him, and it comes with certain responsibilities, and one of those is getting along with his family. And being there for his family, if that's, you know, what he wants.
1: I hear you, Sherry, and I love it. But like, I'm telling you, it's like a tough pill because I am, I mean, I'm very, you know, pro like women working and, you know, complex. And you just said, you know, he's the boss of the family. And I think it's like my first inclination is aren't we co-bosses together? Um, Mm. It's, you know, it's tricky. Um, Rule 26, listen to advice and try to appreciate it.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, men are naturally bossy. Not every single man, but my husband, most husbands, Ellen's husband, they're all bossy. I mean, my husband will come home and say, you know, you could have done this. Why don't you do that? You know, I even mentioned that I was doing this interview when he said, you know, I think you should mention this. And did you read that? Or did you prepare? I mean, he's very like on my case, you know, and I can't say like, oh, leave me alone or who asked you or, you know, I'm like, thank you. Like, look, they're either calling you and bossing you around or they're bossing their or they're sleeping with their secretary you know what i'm saying let's be real (laughs) so i should be flattered that my husband has a lot of opinions on my audio quality they're either going to give their opinions to you or to the uh, girl in the office so
1: (laughs) i am so happy like honestly this is just really i have a big smile on my face i've been really wanting to chat with you for a long time (laughs) good. (laughs) all right (laughs) So, okay, don't find fault with things you knew about when you married him. Oh, this um, is such a good one. one. That's one of our favorites. Um, cool. That's a really good one.
2: I mean, you knew, like, you know, he likes to have a few drinks with the with the guys. I mean, whatever it is, he, he, he's a, a baseball or football fanatic. I mean, what are you going to do? Tell him not he can't watch the game? I mean, we have, like, clients that will be like, they'll Text us, oh, my God, he's watching the game on Sunday. He's not playing with my son, with our son. And I'm like, oh, yeah, call the police. I mean, this is really (laughs) serious. Like, he's allowed to watch a game, you know. So what? I mean, um, they just want everything their way. They just want him to be like, you know. Okay. So I have my next
1: segue. So this week where we actually interviewed Lizzie Post, who's, you know, Emily Post's great, great granddaughter. And she Mm -hmm. was awesome. And my, my question for her was like, Liz, and she was so cool. We loved her. And it was like, Lizzie, come on, like, be honest. Um, You know, in your house, did you always have to, you know, use a pusher for your peas and, you know, never, you know, elbows on the table type stuff. So my question for you is really like, you're right. I mean, you wrote kind of the book on how to treat a spouse? Like what's, I mean, do you ever just like just go crazy and just scream and yell and shout because I feel like I yeah. do a lot. Um.
2: <laughs> well, we're human. I mean, this, you know, this is the Bible we feel for dating for marriage and we strive to it. Are we perfect No, because we're human, but we do, you know, correct ourselves very quickly because we are allowed it's, to unroll it. Practical, it it's practical. It's, it's like, right. it works. This it works. If you, you know, if you do this, it really works. I mean, Like, why would anybody do this? Because it's hard, unless it worked. Like, nobody would do our dating rules if it did lead to engagements and marriage. And nobody would do the marriage rules. We've had clients, literally, we write them a script. We tell them exactly what to do or say about a situation. And they'll write, like, oh, my God, it worked. But then the next day, they'll fall off. You know? (laughs) Because they're still hoping against hope that they could just be any old way and still get, you know, get satisfaction. But I remember my mom. It's like exercise. You know what I mean? You go to the gym, your body looks great and then you don't go. It doesn't look so it's it's really like scientific in that way. But we're human. Yes. I mean, Ellen and I will call each other about our own mistakes. And.
0: Okay. Okay. so speaking of the gym, rule number Mm -hmm. three, that was a great one because it was not, you know, what I would have expected. So keep up your looks. But don't go crazy. So explain that to our listeners, because I think that, um, you know, I met my husband when I was 16 years old. Like, spoiler alert, I do not look <laughs> like I looked when I was 16 years old anymore, right. you know? <laughs> right, right. Explain that okay.
2: one. <laughs> what we're saying is, like, don't gain 50 pounds. Like, don't cut your hair severely short. Women, they'll, they'll get the guy and they'll think, great, now I can just eat all day. They'll gain weight. They'll cut their hair because it's easier to take care of. They'll look slovenly. they live in sweatpants. I mean, he's not going to love that. What we're saying is, but don't go crazy, is like they don't want you to look like the housewives of New York City. They don't want you to do Botox and have trainers all the time. You know, like they don't want all that shallowness. They want a soul. Like most men, even though they're attracted to you physically, they want someone with a soul, someone who would be a good wife, easygoing, a good mother, they don't want the women who are so busy with Botox that they don't have time for their kids. They're just dropping their kids off with nannies to run to the trainer. You know what I'm saying? They want you to have a soul. Like, they want you to be a good person. And but too a much Botox is okay. Uh, focus yeah, I, don't, I, don't really know, I
0: don't know if I'm on board with this anti-Botox, Sherry. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're talking, like, housewife-level Well, maybe they
2: don't need plastic surgery. I mean, you really don't have to get a, a <gasps> breast implants. Honestly, I went to Victoria's Secret and they have, I think it's called Obsessed or something. They have a bra that gives you two extra cup sizes. So I'm not getting breast implants, but I can use like makeup. You know, yeah, makeup and <laughs> the, the right bra, padded bras. They like that. I mean, there's date night. That's another thing. Women get tired from the week of working and they don't want to do date night, but date night is very important. It reinvigorates your marriage to go out, just you and him, no kids, no work, no cell phone. See, women have become so aggressive with work, they're actually, like, out-earning their husbands in some cases, and they're too into work. Like, one of our clients said that she was on her phone Saturday night, and her husband said, what is going on at work? Like, she's in the publishing industry. He said, what is going on at work that you have to be on your phone? And she said, well, maybe a new book is coming out. And and he said on Saturday night. It's like, guys get irritated when you put work ahead of them, when you put friends ahead of them, when you put the kids ahead of them. They really want to be number one, and they should be number one. They're your soulmate. They're your partner. We've had clients that get married, and they just are completely, like, 99% focused on the kids. They don't pay any attention to their husbands. They just wanted a kid, and then he feels like a sperm donor. And the best thing you can do as a parent is have a good marriage because they can't get that anywhere else, you know, to see couples that don't fight, that get along, that work things out. That they need role models. Too many kids don't have role models. That's why they're watching reality shows and are are on the Internet and Instagram, because they're looking for something to aspire to. Right.
0: Okay. So let's talk about some of the rules that, at first glance, we thought they were, like, kind of the most difficult to read, right? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But so once, you know, we read them and kind of dug in a little bit more, we realized you know, they're just, they're they're, they're more compl- complicated. So let's talk about rule number seven. Give him 15 minutes alone when he comes home.
2: Well, every husband is different, but we have found in general, they like to come in, maybe get a soda, read the mail, read the newspaper. They don't want to be like attacked the second they walk in the door. Like there's some women, the second their husband walks in, they're like, okay, the pipe is leaking. Johnny was bad. Da-da-da-da-da. You know, my... Manicurist left town. Like, they just dump everything on him. And Did you know my son is named Johnny and that he was probably (laughs) bad today? (laughs) And your manicurist is not around anymore. Okay. So basically, they just kind of, (laughs) like, dump problems on him the second he walks in the door. Or they call him with their problems. We're just saying, let him walk in. Let him breathe. If he wants to be alone for a few minutes to read the newspaper, open the mail, let him or just ask, how was your day? Like, treat him like you would a client. Like, how was your day? Do you want a drink? You know, as opposed to selfishly saying all that's, you know, on your mind.
1: That's very thoughtful. I really like that. So basically, yeah. the the one thing I did when I read the um, the rules for marriage was, if you just take the book and flip everything to like, as if it was a primer for your husband to do for you, you'll go down the mm-hmm. list and you'll say, "Genius! Yes, I would love fifteen minutes alone when I come home, or I exactly. would love it if you kept up your looks, you know, for me, you know, or mm-hmm. um, don't find fault with things. Like if you just flip the tide on everything, mm-hmm. it's right. like, yeah, uh, I want all of these things done for me. Um, so it would make sense that our partners would want the same things done as well. Exactly. Right. right. Rule number ten. Except some things are none of your business. You're talking. About Ooh, that's a tough story. one. Busybody here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes, like maybe he doesn't have a good relationship with his brother, or something that he doesn't really want you to be involved in. Just don't force anything. Don't force him to talk about something. Um, you know, maybe a work problem he doesn't want to discuss with you. I mean, look, this isn't Bernie Madoff. Where <laughs> he has a big secret. I mean. This is just like the average guy, you know. He doesn't want you to know that he gained five pounds, or that he doesn't fit into a suit. Whatever it is, I mean, we're not talking about cheating or stealing money. The only deal breakers of the marriage are cheating with another woman, stealing your money, that kind of thing. But the average day to day things, you know. Yeah.
1: See, and I'm really, I'm even more forgiving than that. I cheating is the only line I draw. But like, I'd help that man bury a body. (laughs) <laughs> <I> mean, even, <laughs> that's really I only have like a one no-no but other than that like uh, if he steals some money no so way. Graham's line is is murder is okay yeah murder is
0: okay no but it's interesting <laughs> when you talk about that you know there are sometimes like yeah I could if something was just like I just don't I want to have something private I don't want to share everything with you you know there are times I feel like where I could win, like, legitly, I've got, I've got the cards, like, I've got a good case, a strong case for this. But like, the reality is, what have I won? You know what I mean? There are some fights where it's like, haha, I'm the winner. And like, mm. now we're like tense. Now you're mad at me. You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of mad at you. And, you know, it's like the end game. You gotta like play the long game in marriage, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly it's a long long game Uh, all right (laughs) but a good one all right rule 33 don't expect applause for doing chores
2: right i think one of the complaints of women especially now that we're working so we have work and home to deal with they just want constant applause like don't don't you see how much i do and don't complain and i did so much and i made you know i went to the supermarket and i made Johnny a sandwich, it's like they just want this gratification from him. And maybe he has, you know, big problems at work or this or that. He's not going to clap for everything you do. So if you need that kind of applause, because it is hard working and running a home and taking care of kids, get it from your girlfriends because girlfriends can do that for each other. They're big cheerleaders. But guys don't really notice it. They just kind of, like, expect it. They're not wired to congratulate you. They, see, that, again, is a difference between men and women. Men are biologically not needy in terms of, you know, pats on the back and all that. Whereas women really thrive. They need it. But so this is,
0: is kind of totally sure. off topic, and it's curious. But I, I'm, I'm just curious. Do you think that a generation from now these rules will still apply? Like, I'm seeing the way... Because I, I think there's so much validity to this, but I also think, like the way little boys and little girls are being raised today, it's so um, gender neutral, which has pros and cons. And um, you know, do you think that you know that they're gonna grow up expecting that like as a man, I do just as much around the house as my wife?
2: I mean, do you think it's gonna change? Well, I think our rules for dating and marriage are timeless because it is like, like I said, the Bible, this is the way we were created. Men and women are biologically different. If God wanted us to be equal, we would, you know, be equal. We're not. We're not physically, biologically equal. So I think this is eternal. And I think gender stuff is very, and what's going on right now is very trendy.
0: Right. Well, let's define the word equal too, because I think that's tricky. Like it's, it's not that one gender is better than another gender they're just not the same they're, they're just different different yeah, different. Not yeah. Better, i don't different. know if equal is the right word i think it's more just that they're not the same men and women are they're different like right. we have different well, we're wired differently we prioritize differently right. and,
1: not, and one's not that one's not better was, it was yeah when i had two sons um that was the first time that it really ever like hit me over the head you know because i went to the same college as my husband in fact I think i did a little better than him on the SATs you know we both got master's degrees we both worked jobs for so many years and so for much of our kind of life and even early married life I was like well we're just kind of the same like look at me I did kind of the same stuff you're doing we're both on the same tide and then I gave birth to boys and uh, and from the very day that you know I had never you know to see it from the ground up is when you can truly appreciate the differences I think Um, and I realized how Fast, like it did, But it never hit me. It hit me like, you know, a smack over the head that we are so completely different in the way we look at things, think about things. And I think having sons was the only way that I ever would have recognized that we truly mm-hmm. are not the same.
2: It's true. I mean, Ellen, I have a daughter. Ellen has a son and a daughter. And she said when he was little, he just took a truck and rammed it into the wall like all day. And the daughter <sighs> played with dolls and, you know, brushed hair and all that kind of stuff. So, my daughter loves to shop. She's like, not a, you know, I mean, she likes to go to football games, but it's probably just for the clothes and the Instagram. <laughs> whereas guys go to a game and they're really into the game and, you know, destroying people and like they're fighters. I mean, it's like gladiators versus Instagram, you know? Girls are always posting and they're into, you know, feeling. I mean, when we get emails from women asking questions, they write literally books. They write every nuance of a date. Ever, whereas a guy comes home from a date, He'll say, how was the day?" And he'll, he'll say, good. And he'll watch ESPN. A girl comes home from a date. And she calls 10 girlfriends. They text and analyze everything about the date, the outfit, to the conversation. You know what I'm saying? How many drinks? They have? It's like, there's nothing similar about these two species. You know what I mean? In terms of <laughs> biological, emotional, we're very, very different. It's just a different, it's like night and day
1: a different ethos totally
2: yeah um, so to i have a daughter and it is so funny the same she's... way is you know it's just not the same
0: mm-hmm. uh, no Go so ahead. i was saying i have a i have a daughter and she um it is really funny cuz she's so aggressive she's such an athlete like she's a little fierce competitor she will uh-huh. try to be as fast as her brothers and everything but it's what i see in her that i don't see as much in my boys is this constant um, element of of relational you know what i mean she's super concerned about the sport she's super concerned about you know can i read as fast as my brothers learned to read when did they learn to do their letters you know she wants to compete and she wants to go after everything and i love seeing her so driven but yeah we're always we spend just as much time talking about who's in her class and who is her friend and who's going to be there right. and what they talked about like there's just this sense of like um yeah wanting to analyze relationships and, and really caring about interacting with people whereas you know I don't see that as much as my boys. They have friendships. They have, you know, kids they want to play dates with or whatever. But um, it's not sitting around endlessly talking about who sat next to who and who talked to who and who's going to be there.
2: Right. Exactly. And look, you should be a female athlete. There are some, you know, tennis players that are like animals on the court, but they can't do that with dating. They can't chase a guy, you know, the way they chase a ball on the tennis court. It's just a different dynamic when you're talking about dating. In marriage.
1: Right, like I was watching the Lady Gaga documentary the other night, and it was fantastic. <laughs> it was really interesting. You could tell, like she's such a darling person, crazy, crazy, crazy hard worker, insanely successful. But if you kind of analyze this video, you could tell that like she's been let down in love a lot, and mm, um, yep. you know is probably looking for a family. And my heart, it actually was very well done. It was very real. It, like went out to her that it's probably quite difficult for someone in her situation to find you know, someone that can keep up with that level of success and drive and, you Mm -hmm. know, it was, I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It just, it was interesting to watch that you could see that kind of undercurrent of yearning that she had.
2: Right. But the thing is, you know, we do Facebook posts and Instagram and Twitter and we analyze celebrity relationships because we want women to see exactly what we're talking about. You can be a very go getter, you know, actress, singer, whatever celebrity. But in your private life, you have to be a different person. You can't be that way. So Lady Gaga can have a successful rules relationship, but she has to wait for a guy to pursue her. And she has to not say, oh, I have two tickets to my show. Why don't you come with me? She can't send a car or a limo or airplane to pick him up. You know what I'm saying? I think we'll invite they her can't. on the home hour. I know. I'm wondering yeah, if Lady Gaga her. is listening <laughs> to uh, you. know, Katie Perry is in a perf- <laughs> Katy Perry is a perfect example. Very aggressive professionally. And she is that way with dating because her first husband, I forget his name, but she said she met him when she threw an empty water bottle at him to get his attention. Well, that was a disaster. He cheated on her. So when you see relationships just, you know, be destroyed and a lot of divorce, we always see how they met. For example, Reese Witherspoon with her first husband, he came to her birthday party, I guess it was a celebrity party. And she looked at him and said, you're, I think you're my birthday gift well Mm. you know that is pretty aggressive what's that (laughs) not so much mr philippi that didn't work
1: out yeah exactly
0: you touched upon divorce so let's do talk about divorce because you know unfortunately life happens and you guys have some rules for um for divorce let's let's explain that
2: well if you're divorced never badmouth your ex like that's a very common tactic. Um, you have a child in common and, you know, you're just putting him down. Like, oh, your dad was terrible. He cheated on me. He, he left you. He left us. He never pays me alimony or child support. I mean, they just destroy. The best revenge is to find another husband and give your kid a stepfather. There's, there's no way to, you know, even if he was a bad guy, that you're going to get ahead in life by putting him down. Just Keep it to yourself. Tell your girlfriends. Tell us. But do not tell your kids or, you know, fight with him because it's just so low class. You know, it was Brian Gumbel's birthday, the talk, uh, the, um, yeah. TV guy. We were on his show. It was his birthday the other day. So we posted something on Facebook about our interview with him because he was very funny and And his, you know, I I guess he cheated on his wife, whatever. He said he did it after they were getting divorced. But anyway, she, like, told everybody, she told all the media how horrible it was. Now, if she was a client of ours, we would have said, keep it to yourself, tell a therapist, and meet another guy and get married. The best revenge when your husband leaves you for another woman is to get married yourself. They're just doing it all wrong. They're making it like a public horror show instead of just moving on but you
1: don't think it would be fun to like ruin somebody's life but then also happily move <laughs> on with your own that's just my like personal question that usually
2: be how karma I doesn't let you do both right. usually see the energy required to destroy right. someone right. to be resentful takes out from energy to get dressed and go to singles events or show up for speed dating or be online you, we Ooh. only have so many hours in the day and so much energy you can't waste it on that
1: Okay. Whoa, whoa. I mean, I know we're talking about marriage here, but now that I got you on the line, I got to ask. So match.com. And also if you have uh, kids, uh,
2: you're just, if you have kids, you're hurting their parents, you know, their father. So you have to, you know, it's not just about you.
1: Gotcha. Well, okay. Wait, side note. Are we, so I know we're supposed to be talking about divorce, but do you hate dating sites? Because in a way, dating sites are basically like putting yourself out there.
2: Um, you no, know, we like love dating day, sites. Day. We, we okay, when you're over 20, I know you met your husband at 16. When you're over 25, where are you going to meet guys? The, the gene pool, the man pool dries up after college, so it's harder and harder. So you go to singles events or, you know, whatever, you go to parties. But online dating is great as long as you do it in a rulesy way, which is you post your ad, just a pretty photo or two, and a short, very brief ad, and they have to email you. They have to contact you. So that's pursuing you off online the way they would pursue you in person. What's okay, bad is Bumble that encourages women to make the first move. They have to contact the guy. That never works.
1: Interesting. Hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. But online dating is a very out. viable way to meet. Many of our clients have met their husbands on Tinder, Match, JDate, date because how else are you going to meet somebody? If you're in your 30s, 40s, how are you going to meet a guy? You, I mean, you go home after right. work and you have kids. You can't go out every night to a bar. So Online dating is great, but you have to do it the right way. Like, too many women write these, you know, book-length ads, like, my last husband left me, I have trust issues, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's Instead, probably Instead, they should write, they should write, you know, when I'm not working, I like to hike, bike, blah, blah, blah. My favorite movie is Gone with the Wind. My favorite book is this, and looking for someone smart and funny. You know what I mean? It's like, if they want to know more, let them take you out for drinks.
1: I love it. Well, now you said do we do you have any more questions about divorce, Kirsten?
0: No, I think I think what you're basically saying is just to you know, you're not building yourself up by tearing someone else down. And right. even if you're totally in the right and your ex husband was awful, like it doesn't behoove you to to spread that message is what I think you're saying.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean if he cheated on you, get a divorce. We don't we don't put up look, we're not stand by your man when he's cheated with 20 women we don't believe in that you know that wasn't okay, a yeah you that said been. in there
0: if you he cheats even once it's over your marriage is over okay
2: explain over. that we don't stay with cheaters once a cheater always a cheater Yikes! Bitter but the same okay. man that cheated with a woman like michael douglas d- did confess to cheating on his first wife which was not a rules marriage but this wife, I don't believe he's ever cheated on her because it was completely the rules. He pursued her and pursued her, and she, was, she, wasn't that, she didn't show that much interest. That's the rule. So they usually don't cheat on a woman that they worked hard to get. They cheat on women that either threw themselves at them or were just difficult. I'm not excusing their cheating. I'm just saying it's not a loving marriage when the guy goes out. It's usually a bad marriage. It's usually not a rules marriage.
1: Okay. But so like, let's say, for example, like I was the first person to approach my husband who we've been married for 13 to 14 years. I'm I'm not even, I can't even remember who approached. I'm sure. Well, I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Um, <laughs> it's sorry graham sure you're saying. screwed yeah. there's got there's got to be some listeners in that situation like looking back thinking okay like did we start off on the wrong foot but you think we're good to go right like as long as we
2: yeah. <laughs> you know sometimes this happens very often where a woman will say to me you know i think i spoke to him first we find out i mean if they do some digging that he Made an overture at some point, and maybe she didn't notice. So that you know what I'm saying, like there was some okay. kind so of circumstances circumstance. There is a little wiggle room. Um, yeah, okay. I'm sure it's you're lovely. fine. I'm sure you're fine. let's <laughs> <I'm, I laughs> I mean, hope there so there has I'm to be somebody good, but... that asked somebody. I'm sure he asked you out. I'm sure he picked you up and paid. I mean, I'm sure there was courtship. Did. Yeah. Ultimate,
1: okay. Ultimate, he was the one. The one.
2: No question. Okay. Um, okay, you're good.
1: I think we're we we've yeah. we've taken a lot of your time,
0: Sherry. Um but I just kind of okay. want want to to do leave our listeners with just some like you know, just nuggets of wisdom for marriage. What are if you just had 30 seconds with someone and they said, "I just want a good marriage. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What can I improve on?" What what would you say to them just as your
2: parting words? I would say just be everything that you know they say write down everything you want in a husband like and then be that person like if you want somebody kind loving generous patient a good listener somebody who appreciates you and shows um, fa- you know gives thanks be everything you're looking for mirror what you want and you can't go wrong it's beautiful. Well, be nice Snyder. to his thank mother, you. for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> Mothers are important. Don't okay. don't underestimate the power of a mother. On these, that note, these, thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. You guys are great.